Let's transition away from uh, electric vehicles for a couple of minutes here and jump back to good old oil and gas. Joining us on the program this morning, he, a fourth-generation oil and gas professional, Jay Young, uh, joins us again on our airwaves this morning. Jay, good morning to you. Gas prices are slowly creeping down as we head into the busy holiday travel season. AAA has the national average at 318 as of this morning. What are you seeing in the industry as a whole right now? Yeah, we're seeing, um, and thanks, Nick, for having me on. We, you know, we're seeing oil and gas prices, um, you know, start to come down. OPEC's putting some more oil in the markets, which means, you know, if, if we have more supply on the markets um, and our demand is staying steady or, you know, increasing, which it has been, we're seeing prices that are that are, um, you know, coming down. OPEC doesn't want prices to be too high. I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't like. They don't like it when we have a hundred, hundred twenty dollars a barrel here in the United States because then that takes away from them selling oil to us. So therefore, they they like they like for prices to be a little, a little bit lower. And with um, you know the wars that are going on right now, every, everybody seems to be okay. No big disruptions. And if there's no big disruptions, and uh, you know we can handle supply and demand uh, with the you know the um, um, exports that are coming in for the United States because we still don't, we, we, we still don't, um, you know, supply ourselves with oil and gas. I mean, we're still, you know, we need 20 million barrels a day in the United States and, and, um, we need 20 million. Our appetite's 20, but we, um, only produce 13 mm. and that's growing a little bit. So, I mean, we still have that, that, that difference, if you will, but, um, you know, it's, it's OPEC's handling it and, Everything's to be going pretty good at this point. OPEC's keeping prices. I think we're around seventy dollars a barrel right now, which is a good. That, that's a good price for us. We don't go crazy with recount. Recount's down. We don't go crazy with recount because if 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 it was eighty, ninety, a hundred, economics look a lot better. And if economics look better in the United States, we drill more. We we. We drill, baby, drill, if you will. And if, if that happens, you know, if, if that happens, we supply our, our markets and take away from OPEC. So I think they're, they've got 5 million barrels a day at their disposal to do whatever they want to. You know, so they're, they're, they're keeping it, they're, they're keeping the price right now where they feel, they feel comfortable. They can make money. They feel comfortable where we're okay. We're not killing it with a hundred dollar oil as oil and gas companies, but um, everything seems to be going um, pretty good. Anything could disrupt that any time, you know. With with oil and gas, and I know you're talking about hundred hundred Biden and and taxes. You know, um, the good thing about oil and gas investing, the federal government still gives us that you know hundred percent write off, you know, for end of the year. So we're we are really busy in our funds because, you know, investors want to come in and put money to work and, and not pay as much in, in federal taxes or state taxes and capital gains. So they, they look at our, um, they look at our funds for that here at the end of the year. And, uh, you, know, you can go on King operating, King operating.com and, uh, and check that out. If you have any, any interest. 
Well, you look at the current price of WTI sweet crude, as you know, a, seven, a little over $70 a barrel as of right now. But, Jay, you point out the issue. We need 20 or 21. We're at about 13. That puts us relying on the OPEC countries. And we know sometimes even the littlest of things can cause OPEC to change their mind and change what they do. And that puts a big pinch on the American public. Can you speak of the importance of being able to meet our own demands for oil and gas here in the United States and why that's a big deal? Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, just like George Bush said in one of his State of the Union addresses, you know, he says, hey, we have an addiction to oil, you know, and when we have that addiction, everybody wants to drive, everybody wants, you know, good roads, plastics. There's so many uses, you know, even electric cars, you know, take a lot of oil because of tires and because of the plastics and everything that go along with building cars. I mean, we do have a huge demand for that. And you know, we've, we've tapped into a lot of reserves and, and the Permian Basin of the Bakken uh, with oil. And even though we're, we're not we're not seeing recount go up, we're seeing a lot of wells being drilled there with longer laterals, you know, so they're, they're producing more oil. So um, we're, we're meeting about as much right now. I mean, we're about we're meeting about as much as we can. Our refineries are full in the United States unless we build some more refineries. Um, we we don't really need any more oil in the United States. We we export four million barrels a day because um, it's a lighter the lighter crude. Um, you know, demand is going to continue to go up, and because of what's going on in the world, I mean, some people are saying 2050 it'll continue. So it's a 20 million barrels today. It's going to continue to go up in the in the next few years. That's where I think that, um, you know, we're in for some really good, you know, prices for our business and and we're an independent oil and gas operator, King Operating. But I feel like that demand will continue to go up. We're not going to drill as much, you know, especially if we have a Democrat in in office. Um, You know, they they cut off federal permits and gas pipelines and, and doing everything they can to, you know, go green. Which you know, I agree with green. I think green's a, a great thing. Uh, the challenge is, like you said, Nick, we have a huge demand. We have a huge demand for oil in the United States, and it's going to continue to be there for you know quite some time. I don't know if peak demand is going to be 2050 or not, but which means that the need for and for the need of oil will continue to rise. You know, it's not going down just because we have electric cars. You know, it, it it does affect, but it's not going to go down anytime soon. So there is going to be a need for oil in the United States. You know, hopefully our next next president will will continue on with good relationships with foreign countries, so we can keep the price down for our consumer. So we don't have we don't have you know gas prices that are going up, so people can get out drive and go see their families at Christmas and things of that nature, which, you know, hey, this is one of the first years really in a while that we've had, you know, good prices unless it was a pandemic. Sure. You saw what happened then with, with, with gas prices. Of course, nobody was going anywhere. and Demand went crazy down. You know, our over, we oversupplied our markets. Demand went down. So you saw a really big dip in prices. And then it, all of a sudden when everybody started driving and using um, you know, airplanes and things of that nature. Prices prices went 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 straight up, 
at a fast pace because we didn't have any, any supply. You mentioned something earlier. Jay Young is our guest this morning that our refineries are pretty much tapped out, right? They're running at, you know, for all intents and purposes, 100%. Is it a logical thing to say that we need to bring some more refineries online? Or you know, for these companies that have to invest hundreds of millions of dollars, that's got to be a pretty scary thing to think about when, uh, as you note, certain administrations might try and shut that down or make it impossible for you to operate as a business. That, that's got to be a big trade-off for them. Right, right, right. And if there was, you know, and I know that I know that Biden can increase refineries um, by signing over a couple of, you know, we could sign something and we could increase the capacity in our refineries, which would be really good to do. But he doesn't want to do that. But new refineries would be would be great. And to fit the oil that we're producing out of West Texas, which is sweet crude, we're bringing in a lot of heavier crude. Um, out of Canada and Mexico for our refineries because our refineries are, are, there's not just one, you know, type of oil that comes out of the ground. There's many different types and grades. So we do need new refineries, but I, and I, and I want to be the lawyer that puts that together. My goodness, man, wouldn't that be, I mean, for the refiner, for a refinery to come into business, a new one and to all the regulations, and uh, I don't want to be the businessman behind it. I don't want to. I don't want to be the financial backers. I want, I want to be the attorneys that that write up all the paperwork to try to get a new refinery in here. I don't think it'll ever happen because it'd be so expensive. It take too long and regulations, and you have to deal with with city governments, county, federal. I mean, it would state. It would be. I I'm, I would say impossible to come out with a new refinery. In, in in the United States because of because of regulations and paperwork and all that. Like I said, I want to be the law firm that, that gets the job, but not the investor. Well, you, you're, you're, you know, sounds like you're descri- it sounds like you're describing almost diminishing returns. I mean, the the juice isn't worth worth the squeeze. I mean, you put in all you have to put in all this time and effort. You know, probably a decade plus to get this thing up and running. And as you continue to see the national conversation to move away from oil, uh, even though that's not going to happen, that, that that just puts these companies in a completely unattainable unobtainable situation. At least from my vantage point. Right. Exactly. It'd be so so expensive and. It would take time. I mean, it would take so much time and effort, and and uh, I just I just can't see it see it happening because there's not, and, and nobody knows what the price of oil is, and that's what, or what the price of oil is today, or what it's going to be, you know, two years, five years, ten years when that when that refinery's built or refineries are built. You don't you know what the price is going to be, and it's such a wild, wild west, if you will, on what your returns could be. That is to be just. It'd be crazy, and, and and I don't see anybody, I don't see anybody jumping up and, and trying to take advantage of it. Even people in the oil business with a tremendous amount of money are, are are staying away from that. Jay Young, our guest this morning. Jay, give us your website one more time. That's KingOperating.com. King, K-I-N-G Operating.com. Uh, we're out of Dallas, Texas, and we're an oil and gas operator with with the tax benefits that I mentioned mentioned earlier. So if you I've got a book, The Upside of Oil and Gas Investing. If you want an um, autographed copy and you qualify for one of our funds, I'll be glad to sign a copy a copy of my book and, and send it to you. So thanks, Nick, for having me on, and I look forward to being on again soon. Absolutely. Jay, thanks for your time this morning.